Welcome to the latest episode of uh, the India Independent Films Podcast. This is Rahul Desai and uh, I have with me my colleague and friend uh, Sanul Thakur who is the film critic for The Fire. We are back for a long time. Uh, it's been a bit of an unscheduled break. Sanul, it's, uh, it's good to hear your terrible voice again. Uh, and <laughs> I, I think we have a lot to discuss too because, you know, it's sort of, there's been a backlog over the last month and we have two very interesting shows we are going to talk about today, Mirzapur 2 and Scam 1992, the Harshad Mehta story. Uh, let's start with Mirzapur 2. Um, Tanul, uh, why, why don't you start? Because I noticed that I think you watch both uh, seasons together, right? To review Mirzapur 2. No, no, not really. Uh, so, it's interesting. I saw Mirzapur sometime last year, okay? Okay. And uh, it, it was one of those uh, very, I mean, I should be saying this, but well, fuck that. It was one of those very uh, stony binge watch kind of a thing. Ki, you yeah. know, let's just see how this starts and all of that. I mean, I mean, what it is and stuff like yeah. that, whatever. Not having a lot of expectations from it. Uh, but I, I just thought that, ki, hai, dekhte. Uh, I think I did mention this to you some time ago that, you know, the first few episodes or at least the first episode or two for sure did mm. not quite work for me, you know. Mm. Uh, it was, <clears throat> I just felt that uh, it was a show, I mean, apart from say Pankaj Tripathi or uh, Devendu Sharma, I suppose, it mm. was a show populated by these South Bombay kids, uh, made by the South Bombay folks, uh, trying to sort of, you know, imagine what hinterland India would sound like, what it would look like, how people would behave and stuff like that. So a lot of that stuff was really bothering me for sure. And I I even had half a mind of, you know, discarding it uh, midway. And it was also very interesting because I, uh, when the show came out, I got a few messages from uh, say people I know or just in general uh, who were really... Uh, who had these kind of comments and I hadn't seen the show and uh, they were prodding me to write, uh, watch it and write on it and, and and stuff like that, you know. And But on the other hand, I also saw that, you know, uh, a lot of people really liked it. I remember you liking it and just, just in general as well, there was impressive buzz about it. So I, I knew that it was a bit, uh, it was a bit of a schizophrenic show like that. And mm. uh, for the first episode or two, I could really, you know, uh, mentally nod at uh, the kind of feedback that I'd gotten. In fact, people uh, whom I'd grown up with uh, in Dhanbad and things like that, right? So, uh, but then there was there was still something in the show that uh, that made me want to hang on, and I thought that you know I should I should still uh, keep watching it. Just also because I was primarily interested as well, uh, apart from a few annoyances and things like that. And after that, I thought the show really picked up, and uh, I. I started to enjoy it uh, more and more as the show kept uh, unfolding. You know, every episode started to get better and all of that. And I really loved the fact that, you know, it was just so out there. It was so in your face and all of that. And very unapologetic about it. And and also, I mean, you know, reveling in some of its absurdities and all of that. And, and some of the examination of this brute violence, which definitely was really well violent, was very impressive. You know, uh, there's this one particular scene I remember of uh, uh, Compounder character. Are who yeah. plays him? Fuck that casting guy. Shit, shit, shit. Uh, uh, Abhishek. Yes, yeah. Abhishek what? Anyway, sorry. Banerjee. I mean, Abhishek, huh? Abhishek Banerjee. Abhishek Banerjee. Yeah. Banerjee, of course, right? That was excellent, you know, and 
and uh, in many instances i saw uh, especially in these really violent sort of confrontations and stuff like that it really did not hold back and and i'm sure uh, there is a bit of this generic criticism against oh look at these violent shows and all of that and 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 all of that which i really don't care much for i mean it is what it is i mean what do you expect from mirzapur you know i mean maine pyar kiya anyway so uh, so I, i i quite liked all of that i even liked some of its sleazy b movie undertones in terms of violence in terms of the way people behave and all of that you know and uh, and i was quite in it and by the time it ended i would uh, I, i was quite ready for the uh, i was quite looking forward to the second season and i did not even know if uh, it would uh, these guys would come up with you know uh, another season and stuff like that and then i remember earlier this year i heard some buzz about you know uh, it had sort of followed uh, uh, acquired some kind of a uh uh an audience online and 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 there was you know substantial intrigue about it and i thought why not bring it on so you know i i was quite uh, i was quite looking forward to uh the second uh, uh second season uh yeah yeah i mean yeah I, like the first for me obviously like i sort of liked it the, i think the key was also to sort of not overplay our expectations most of the time because mirzapur the first season i think had come on the back of sacred games so it was this whole netflix amazon thing that was going on uh, so there was almost direct competition and i think a lot of uh, i think what mirzapur managed to do you know it had it had some very impressive world building you know after a while you 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 start you you get some really uh, cheap you get cheap thrills of being immersed in that world uh and i yeah. felt like mirzapur like i i remember writing in this this season's review uh, that you know it, it's somehow managed to sort of uh, straddle that very uh, rare space between class and mass you know like it sort of uh, work it sort of veering towards both directions at most points of time and you know i wasn't surprised that it gathered such a massive following uh especially amongst the streaming audiences like i i, I won't say i was surprised because uh, over the last two years since the first season uh, released the buzz has been pretty insane so you know i was a little worried for season 2 because you know how it is right it's it's one once yeah. you aware as makers of the popularity of the first season and that it's probably become one of the most watched indian shows online you tend to obviously react to that rather than you know stick to your or be loyal to your uh, ecosystem that you've created so i was a little worried for mirzapur too but uh, i sort of i'm kind of glad they took the direction that they did because you know they it wasn't too gimmicky i was worried they would go too much into flashback and stay with the shriya pilgaukar and vikrant mase characters for longer time bring mm-hmm. them back somehow uh, through back stories and I, i'm glad that they just went forward and sort of uh i guess that's the advantage of you know of long form storytelling online because i think most of them don't think seasons wise they they probably uh, think uh, character arcs wise and they they go uh, forward with like uh, an entire arc and then divide it into seasons so it didn't felt it didn't i like that it took off just like a few days after season 1 rather than uh, uh, having a gap of a few years and somehow uh, trying to connect all the loose threads so i felt like season 2 uh, obviously was not going to have the kind of effect that season 1 did because obviously there's the, there's that whole uh, 
uh, newness and novelty thing that is not there anymore but uh, uh, you know overall i, I felt like uh, they did uh, they took a very big risk for me at least by retaining the two lesser interesting siblings out of the four uh, you know uh, yeah. uh, ali fazal and the shweta tripathi characters you think they were the ones who were going <coughs> to be towards the end of season 1 and i like that they took them forward because they were the more unprepared of the two uh, and they were the less cinematically fertile <laughs> to say out of the two so i felt like they it, it's like basically putting two two of the most unlikely characters in situations they aren't used to so their comeback over the season i quite like that arc uh, over the entire crowd of uh, stuff that was happening in this season yeah no i completely understand that and uh, i am also largely in agreement with that as well and uh, what is what what was also very striking about it and i mean before i go into uh, my uh, whatever explanation or something i mean if you have to ask me in one line i would say that you know mirzapur uh, the first season for me uh, on a spectrum of middling to good uh, it veered more towards uh, the good uh, season 2 for me again uh, lies on the same spectrum but uh, the needle of uh, you know whatever i mean performance or uh, or what not you may want to call it we are slightly towards uh, the middling i mean it's both the seasons are not ba- badly made for sure it's uh, it's not lazy it's not uh, 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 you know the, the contrivances a few uh, but they're not a lot and things like that so i mean coming back to <clears throat> the whole uh, protagonist which is guddu and golu uh, you know ali fazil and uh, shweta tripathi's characters uh, what's also really interesting is that there is some uh, a lot of commitment you know bordering on some kind of tiring assiduousness uh, with respect to fleshing out fazil's character you know any other show would have probably had him on his feet and running by the end of the second episode you know and even that would have been fine you know uh, that you know this guy goes through these bunch of drills and all of that and he's out but i think in mirzapur uh, mirzapur second season the guy still struggling uh, by the end of the 6th or the 7th episode you know i mean he's still not literally on his feet he's still uh, very subdued and all of that and uh, so so that's uh, one layer of uh, uh, challenge that the writers give themselves you know that uh, so we have this character but we will really uh make you go through his really tiresome recuperation and things like that and that you know nothing comes to him so easy and all of that and he was never an archetypal hero to begin with now he's even less so and then that kind of frees up a lot of space for shweta tripathi to perform i've always liked her as an actor in this i think she is absolutely phenomenal i mean she is very good and uh, and that kind of you know uh uh the slow induction into this uh this cult of violence then her own complicated relationship with guddu and things like that and, and the fact that uh, she is just so conflicted herself right i mean her her uh penchant for sort of some kind of sadomasochism and things like that it's a it's a very well written character and it's a exceptionally performed shweta tripathi i think uh, uh, given the way she is and given the role uh, she's uh, performed you know i mean she's slight and all of that uh, she has this very pleasant demeanor and this bit of cheekiness that comes naturally to her and all of that but to you know bypass all of that and to get into the uh, and to sink herself into a character into this kind of a character in the manner she has done 
I think it's quite exemplary. Yeah, yeah. I actually loved the fact that they treated their relationship as a complicated one. You know, there was no romance. Like most other series would have, sort of. You know, it's like uh, hero ka bhai and heroine ka ban. No ka kuch ho jayega type. Yeah. Of. But I, I love the fact that you know they 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 sort of uh, made them remain uh, the the odd ones out, the siblings who are. Uh, actually forced to come together in any other circumstances these are the two last characters you can imagine getting along or even uh, accompanying each other on the journey that they are they are actually tolerating each other for a long time and the only thing connecting them is the grief of sort of losing their siblings and losing their love uh, and and losing their uh, romantic partners so i think uh, i love the fact that you know they are dealing with the guilt of surviving uh, and that you know uh, the Golu character is actually resenting Guddu for daring to move on with you know the girl in the Muslim household that they are putting up in, yeah. uh, and I love that cold tension between the two, and I love that she feels betrayed about it, and and her reaction is uh, uh, t- having uh, you know uh, sort of BDSM almost with Vijay Verma's character, which which I thought was an excellent addition, and I love that it remains honest to their uh, chemistry. Uh, throughout the season because in, in the end he comes back from whatever she thinks he is distracted from and they they do uh, go about their mission and they they uh, they refuse to sort of uh, uh, make any permanent attachments and i like that that you know they have that very damaged uh, action hero kind of vibe vibe about them and for me obviously even for me that was the high point of the series even though i absolutely love the munna tripathi character he was my favorite divendu's performance in the first season pretty much tied it over the whole series for me without him for me the series didn't exist and uh, I, and in the second season i like that they actually divided the time between all the characters equally rather than put him at the forefront of everything because if you notice even comparatively he's sort of mellowing down in a way even though he's going through the same stuff and he's he's still craving for a uh, succession and for the you know he still has major daddy issues i i i like that you know they have uh, put him uh, they, you know they dared to sort of get him married against his wishes again one of his friends is killed very early or one of his very loyal uh, partners is killed yeah. very early in the series which sort of mirrored uh, what happened to compounder in the last series of course as you rightly mentioned the compounder scene for me was the best across both seasons it was some brilliant yeah. acting and it was a, a beautifully constructed moment and i, I thought uh, devendra sharma was consistent even throughout this series my only problem with this season is that they really uh, went out of their way to sort of expand the series in all directions uh, so that they can take it maybe forward into season 3 like for me the yeah. entire vishwarma angle in bihar and having a double role it like doesn't a, work it just doesn't work as chote and yeah. bade we know for a fact that when one of them dies in the end the other one will take over their role uh, in the second season and they'll play them right like we know that the younger one is going to play the yeah. older one in the next season and it's just for me that's a desperate effort to take it forward because the main characters are slowly going because you 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 now have uh, no devendra sharma who was pretty much the pivot on uh, what the series was we we have pankaj tripathi of course and we have uh, uh, the two guddu and golu still there but uh, for me that was there were too many things going on too many people having problems with 
you know individually they sort of work for me but when you notice that the writers were struggling to tie all the threads together in every episode I, even in uh, you know as i wrote I, i felt like i had to actually jog my memory back to their previous scenes to understand where their arc was when they suddenly when any episode suddenly went back to guddu and golu or back to uh, munna tripathi or back to even the vijay verma's character i'd have to think where they are i'd have to actually rewind to see uh, what was their last scene and that was a little confusing and you know i think they sort of overcooked uh, that entire multi narrative thing going on yeah so i mean i'll just take it forward and uh, i'll first talk about what did not work for me and then essentially tie it up with what did so i mean uh, as you rightly say uh, about the multiple subplots and all of that i think the first thing that is really apparent in this is that the second season definitely suffers from scattered focus you know there is just uh, a too much going on which is not bad inherently but b uh, you don't get a sufficient reason for uh, this multiple going on in 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 that sense so so you have this whole new uh, angle right the whole sivan angle and car dealers and all of that which is the tyagi gang and obviously sure it makes the show more geographically diverse it makes it you know it opens it up in different ways but you really and and all of that the, the actors there i mean uh, vijay the vijay varmas they are great yeah. as as always uh, lilliput is just was a brilliant yeah. addition i thought bit of gimmicky stuff but but i, but yeah. I still very sorry you were saying something no no that's inspired casting i said yeah yeah that's quite cool uh, but you know i mean <clears throat> and but the longer you dig in uh, the sorry the more you dig in you don't get sufficient reason for these kind of subplots to exist right i mean the chote is a mirror image of munna right in the way he craves parental approval in the way he feels emasculated in the way he feels ignored and sidelined and belittled and all of that we have seen it through munna's character now we don't need another character to just reinforce the same thing while not taking the story forward right i mean this is just straight forward thematic redundancy uh, in a show where for me uh, the lack of tension was also a problem so this is further dissipating tension so that was a problem then yeah, i mean also I, the chief minister and his brother character right it's basically yeah, the same yeah. theme in forward across three different narratives actually that's a good point yeah exactly right so that, so that's that now the second thing is again i, I know i keep harping on uh, these things sometimes uh, while talking about say a, a series or a film or whatever but what really gets me is when a show or a, or a movie uh, you know does not earn its plot turns that uh, that for me is a big problem especially when you have a show which is as big as this where you have time where you have different kinds of you know narrative wheelings and dealings uh, to sort of you know uh, put a particular point forward so i mean i noted it in my review but you know there are just things such as you know guddu goes and strikes a deal with a few opium traders you know that you know why the fuck they should agree because i mean they are already under uh, you know the in the range of kalin bhai and all of that and they'll get bumped off they do in the next episode and you are like okay was this just for uh, i mean was this just one of those things that he wanted to be out there was it just for the sake of narrative or dramatic mileage then you have you know the local doctor visits kalin bhaiya's house then he gets murdered then you have you know say barber defecting to gudu but yet continuing to meet asif and you know so you know these uh, in uh, again in sivan you have these people uh, like the chote uh, 
doing a parallel kind of a dealing and you know that it won't work out just because how powerful these guys are and of course it doesn't work out so you know you think that when you yourself as an audience member can see these things not working out i mean why are these characters going through the same uh, doing the same things when they are of course much more informed than their situation than you as a neutral viewer are right so i mean a lot of uh, at, at a lot of instances i saw a plot turn go from uh, point a to point c wherein the the writers thought that point c would be a good climactic point but then they had not really figured out uh, point b you know you know and i'm sure you also see this in an awful lot of uh, bollywood films right and it's yeah. it's it's just one of those things it may not be a big deal of course because we are talking about a 8 to a 9 or a 10 hour show so obviously i mean somebody can say that i'm cherry picking a few things to say that oh uh, that uh, this makes the show shoddy but that's not my point i'm not saying that these things make the show shoddy but it definitely uh, tells you a thing or two about the lack of attention to detail uh, consistently that for me is a problem and something that is as glaring as that so that was that uh, then i mean uh, obviously uh, i uh, we discussed the whole uh, subplot about the tyagis but also what was slightly disappointing for me was the was the last episode and uh, that is uh, that is also very emblematic through uh, of something that happens throughout the series you know i thought the writers were pretty good uh, puneet and Vinit krishna uh, throughout the largely throughout the first uh, season is uh, but they don't really quite match up to their own skills in this in this uh, in this particular regard is that the show sets up a few expectations and then it really doesn't live up to it or it itself deflates it so mm-hmm. my point not set up those expectations and and if you are doing that then follow it up right so let's say by the end of the fourth episode we get these pair of teeth right from uh, uh guddu uh, sends it to kalin bhaiya and all of that and 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 then the implicit expectation is that they will have some sort of a confrontation right either psychologically or verbally or physically and things like that it doesn't really happen it doesn't really happen apart from uh, a shoot down with munna as well these two uh, subplots keep happening in parallel and you kind of itch for that because that is again i mean uh, guddu's uh, struggle for the throne and all of that uh, the mirzapur seat uh, is pretty evident and kalin bhaiya is sitting on it and all of that but it, it doesn't really fructify in that way i mean sharad's vengeance doesn't really come off you know uh, the final showdown is essentially a series of ticking of boxes that okay acha we first show what happens with the tyagis then we cut to, uh, sorry we first show what happens to uh, the makbul and bina yeah. and uh, you know kulbushan uh, kharabanda's character then we go to the tyagis then we go to this and yeah. it, and if you see you know the final climactic showdown it doesn't uh, carry on for more than 7 to 10 minutes there is no real like glaring of uh, of the eyes and there is no uh, dialogue bazi or there is no sort of you know fuck you how mm. dare you do that something like that right it, it it's it's just a little too quick it's a little too half hazard and and by the end you also just see that okay sharan ends up saving uh, kalinbhaiya yeah. because well they need a third uh, series uh, third season sorry and yeah. so all of that was a bit a uh, bit underwhelming for me and uh, and yeah i mean what i really appreciated about the series and something that took me by surprise actually is how the series softens 
and mm-hmm. how it sort of you know it uh, in its own way strives to find uh, a moral or a human not a moral but at least a human center for at least these three characters right i mean uh, munna guddu and uh, and robin you know uh, they're trying to discover the charms of love they're trying I, i mean robin especially i thought that was particularly poignant and tender his subplot about you know in alternate life of sorts where uh, um uh, he imagines this life with guddu's sister and all of that even munna becomes uh, a lot more human and all of that i thought that was very impressive and i thought that was very striking as well because the so the 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 show kind of suddenly i mean let's go off its uh, its violent preoccupations for a bit and just sees these people as 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 people and 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 not just as you know uh, pieces on a chessboard or something so i thought yeah. that was that was quite striking yeah yeah it, it was it that's what uh, it was more character driven than plot driven in the second season which i feel is always uh, the trademark of a show that at least is trying to grow even if it may not succeed all the time at least it's trying to grow in the right direction which is why i said i think the direction it took in the second season was i appreciate that because you know it was very easy to be gimmicky and sort of really cash in on the popularity of the first and then just put a bunch of violence and a bunch of expletives in the second season and some shock deaths and that's it it's very easy to get away with that but i like that there was a lot of thought put what do you think of the uh, you know uh, of the criticism at least uh, of the series at large of its politics and you know the sort of the muslims the muslim characters playing secondary characters throughout and the at least the women coming of age yes in the second season uh, but mm. wh- what do you think in general about the because a, a lot of the characters uh, as we noticed they were the you know the the moral centers in this season you know like the makbuls and the shabnams and the zarinas in general like they they were the moral centers they did have this say in the end which i thought was a nifty touch uh, after the criticism of the first season where you know it was Uh, largely sort of perceived as a very uh, uh, brahmin war of sorts in, uh, in the badlands of uttar pradesh so what were your thoughts on that okay so i uh, unfortunately i haven't come across uh, uh, such criticism so i i mean i i now i have a fair idea of what uh, you may be referring to but i since i haven't read those pieces i don't have a, a proper idea about it uh, that said though i won't think much of it man i mean i I, i don't know i mean <laughs> i'm yeah. starting to get slightly sick of all of this uh, criticism where a lack of something is supposed to represent everything in totality and it is supposed it sort of becomes a moral judgment on the makers and all of that and even if it is so what i mean i'm just i've heard enough criticism of pata lok not almost all of them pretty absurd you oh, know yeah. that uh, how the show is this or that and x y o z and 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 stuff like that i mean and it's it's weird because i have myself been accused of being woke and all of that uh, so uh, but i i don't know yaar matlab for me it's a, it's i treat things on a case to case basis with respect to mirzapur 2 uh, the fact that uh, uh, this is a world driven by brahmanical characters or monsters or whatever i mean which means exactly what it means that 
world that is centered on these brahmanical people and all of that does that mean that the show is brahmanical does that mean that the show has this over, overarching view about or endorses sidelining of muslims and all of that absolutely not man i mean i don't know at least that's not the way it spoke to me that's not the way it is uh, it is now if the question is that why are these people uh, why are the main characters the stronger characters uh, not muslims why are the uh, why are these people brahmins and all of that i mean can you you can flip anything around na matlab say if mirzapur 2 had uh, it was say makbul was the main character right say and say the rival gang was headed by asif and all of that and let's say kalin bhaiya was makbul or uh, bablu was you know uh, uh, a, a smallish character with a good heart and all of uh, good heart and all of that then i i could have similarly flipped the viewpoint or criticism to say that oh you know this an islamophobic show you know all the major baddies are muslims and you know all these kind of people who are well intentioned but still slightly malicious are hindus what does that say about the show or what does that say about you know whatever again i as i said i haven't read those specific criticism so i i could be completely off base here uh, but in the way i saw the show and the way i reacted to it i just did not have any of these things in my mind and obviously you can you can come to me and say that that is because you are this person to which i will absolutely say so what you know yeah. i am just a little irritated of all of this yaar matlab that's good uh, and especially with something at mirzapur which is really not pretentious enough to find find faults like this in that so um yeah <laughs> and yeah. it's not really going there na yaar matlab i don't know mat aise to koi bhi show dekhe ya fir koi bhi film ko i mean whether it's centered in the us or something mm-hmm. you can take a character of an immigrant you can take a character of an african american you can so i completely understand that people have problem with stereotypes and all of that and uh, uh, how they can be pernicious and everything i don't think mirza put to is that kind of a show yaar i i mean that will just self too much credit for finding some kind of social or political commentary in a show which i yeah i think yeah that's what uh yeah i think uh, moving on i think we pretty much said um, what is there to be said about mezapur to let's move to scam 1992 the harshad mehta story which uh, we both loved a lot i only recently yeah. watched uh, last week so mm. i was really late uh, to the party uh because I, i couldn't review it when it came out uh, for many reasons uh but um, yeah so uh, tanul one yeah of, one of them because you are a gujarati and you needed to take some time off to sort of you know anyway <laughs> in, in fact on the contrary <laughs> i would be the first to jump on the bus and start uh, uh, shouting gujju pride gujju pride but uh, yeah but no yeah i was uh, i was back home i was traveling but anyway so um yeah yours was one of the first reviews i read and i was very happy to read uh, a rave from you i am sure i sound like one of the many twitter trolls who said are ye wire ke critic ko kuch acha lag gaya finally but but uh, that's that's pretty much what that's pretty much what most of the time too so it's nice to be on the yeah. on the right side of it for once uh, let's start with yeah. Uh, yeah let's start with what you felt of the show and how much uh, you really liked it man just very 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 much you know it's uh, uh i mean i have a huge smile on my face as i'm talking about it because <laughs> it's so it was just one of those things ki uh, so i knew that uh, there's the show and all of that i obviously wanted to watch it i wanted to write on it and everything but 
I mean, you know, there is just so much of uh, uh, OTT content uh, that that's been there of late. That uh, sometimes it's also not possible to review everything. Sometimes it's not possible to sort of say uh, dedicate a lot of your time to something that you think that is not that great or something that is just done there and it's pretty just pretty forgettable and things like that. Anyway, I had no expectations from it to be really honest. Uh, I as usual, I hadn't seen anything and all of that. uh and i thought that you know uh what uh, i yeah so and so i start to watch it and it was pretty late in the night it was some 10 10:30 and my initial plan was to say just watch an episode or two and then i'll probably like get some sleep yeah. get up in the morning start watching it again oh man <laughs> seven hours later it's 5:30 in the morning i'm on episode 8 i am struggling i am struggling to be up about seventh episode or something i'm struggling to be up uh i try to watch uh, the seventh episode four times because uh, all the three times i dozed off for 20 30 minutes and it was physically impossible for me to keep my eyes open but i was liking it so much mm. that i that i had uh, this some sort of mental conversation with myself that i have to finish it but i just couldn't i mean i just i slept and when i uh, woke up i was on the ninth episode <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah i mean i i loved it it was uh, it was excellent and uh, and it's just you know it's just so funny and it's just so fascinating also is that uh, uh, what this show reminded me of the fa- uh, is a very basic fact that you know as audiences right we need very uh, you just need one small gateway to enter a world and i in this regard i completely echo this a uh, quote by tarantino wherein he said that i am the easiest audience member to please and this is what i tell each of my friend or these trolls or whatever on twitter saying that you know you don't like anything what is wrong with you and xyz and blah 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 and i invariably tell them the same thing that i go into a film or a show or anything to like it i mean for god's sake i wanted even dhadak to be good you know i mean because that is our whole thing right i mean uh, it's so amazing to write about something that you like and all of that anyway now with this show i mean uh, it started off as i mean it, uh, the first episode is pretty regular and things like that but around the 10th 15th or 20th minute whatever pretty initial uh, one of the initial stages what really struck with me and what really invited me to this world was just one thing prateek gandhi smile you know i yeah. just could not that was just so fucking amazing dude you know i and i'll tell you why i have a friend you know uh, this college friend who is pretty jugadu who has very less patience for morals who is into this kind of uh, business slash financial world and all. and he smiles mm-hmm. exactly like that you know it mm-hmm. took me episode uh, or uh, episode and a half to realize where i had seen that smile because that smile was so familiar and it just wasn't leaving me and it was just uh, drawing me into the show uh, uh, more and more and of course there were other great things that are also happening side by side but that fucking smile that just that just had me dude and yeah. and yeah i mean after that it was just a brilliant ride you know back to you your thoughts no uh, yeah i mean the, as you said there's always an in for me obviously uh, it being a gujarati show per se uh, yeah. i was very much looking forward to watch uh, watching it and i was very annoyed that i couldn't watch it when it released so when i finally did uh obviously for me i was in a different frame of mind because by now we knew that the show was one yeah. of the things all year we knew i had already 
as much as i tried to ignore it i already knew that pratik gandhi was you know the the big thing the show and i'd heard so much rave and so much uh, gra- so many great things about the show so when i watched it i was already on tricky ground but you know i'm i'm very yeah. happy to say that uh, none of it was unfounded none of the hype was unfounded because uh, for me obviously the in was uh, being very familiar with the world that uh, uh, that the harshad mehta family comes from uh, or, or with the kind of family they are you know see there's a bombay kind there's a mumbai gujarati and there is a ahmedabad gujarati and you know bombay uh, gujarati that mostly lives uh, the the ones that you know have sort of uh, the middle class gujaratis that have uh, sort of lofty dreams and all mostly live in and around villepale and ghatkopar and malad and a bunch yeah. of areas there are entire pockets of gujaratis and yeah. and they are very different uh, uh, from the uh, given that i am from ahmedabad i can very much tell the difference the moment they start speaking you can tell whether which city they are from uh, and for me growing up in ahmedabad i was already very accustomed to the smile that you mentioned you know because okay. uh, i i i've already uh, ahmedabad is a business city and you know that that jugadu thing so to say is inherently a part of uh, I, i think the culture there and it, it is a, a city it's a state of businesses Uh, together so you'll see a lot of family run businesses but you never uh, you'll never really get past the tone that pratik gandhi really uses it helps that obviously that he is a gujarati actor that he is from there and we and harshad mehta too is obviously very well versed with the culture but what they did manage to do a middle ground between the two different kinds of gujaratis for me because uh, uh, for me uh, the, the the entire bombay you know standing at vt station and having uh, lofty dreams is obviously the most stereotypical sort of image of bombay I, I, and something we see when a character stands at the bottom of a tall building and for me uh, you know pratik gandhi's the way he sort of embeds that filminess into him and makes it seem natural because i can tell you there is no uh, uh, more no uh, culture that is crazier about bollywood and films and cricket than uh, gujaratis themselves you know i have i have a love hate relationship with my own people so i can uh, i can say that they got it very spot on uh, that in most of pratik gandhi's character most of harshad mehta's characters in uh, most of his melodrama and his and his dialogue bazi is inspired by uh, hindi cinema and amitabh bachchan and you know he keeps referring to him in third himself in third person it is not yeah. unnatural it is not a creative liberty it is exactly what you expect from uh, a gujarati hustler who is trying to make it big in bombay so that he can then refer to himself in third person so i felt like it's one of the best performances it is the best performance for me of the year at least lead turn of the year. Uh, and i don't think um, i sort of was ever excluded from the series at any point despite it being about something i have absolutely no idea of <clears throat> i think most of us are very uh, not very well versed with the financial jargon and with the uh, the technicalities yeah. of the scam but you know within i love that the writers never really dumbed it down they they really uh, maintain the authenticity of the characters having conversations with those terms so that we don't feel like audience are designed for audiences and I, i felt like by the end of the fourth or the fifth episode i got a very exact idea uh, of what the scam was about and it was just really one line it was how hachad mehta was basically using government money 
to invest in the share market and give them the profits and basically making money for everyone and it's as simple as that and i love that it came to us naturally nobody said it in one line there was no very literal exposition uh, even though there was a journalist character for that uh, you know i i really like yeah. how they handle every possible dimension uh, of the series i saw there was a bit of criticism for the times of india parts and the journalism parts i don't see it because you know i i i thought it was really spot on in fact uh, the sutita dalal character uh, really reminded me of a lot of senior reporters that we already know you know the way her gait the way her manner mannerisms and her speaking no the whatever little criticism of the series i saw as journalists complaining about how inauthentic the journalism parts were but, but i disagree with that i disagree with that as well and i thought uh, the whole uh, part centered on uh, 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 so dalal's character and devashi's characters i thought they were very well written very well performed and just even small things such as the production design and all of that of the toi uh, newsroom and everything and just you know uh, <clears throat> these small uh, i mean we all like to think about investigative journalism and all of that and uh, also all of those conceptions have been held by the films themselves is that you know this you are going after something and it just sounds so glamorous and so uh, a fest of adrenaline and all of that all the time but what the show did really well was to just show that a lot of investigative journalism is just also so much of boring work it's just so much of grunt work it's so much of waiting it's so much of you know uh, uh, cajoling or convincing at times even flattering it's uh, it's the, these uh, clashes with your editor who sometimes and and both of them in their own ways but uh, but journalism has its own third say right and 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 nobody can do anything about it and uh, so I, i i really found all of those things uh, quite well done and it wasn't simplistic at all and i and i would definitely disagree with the fact that you know the the depiction was not uh, or the fact that you know she's throwing a tantrum when her story idea gets rejected and all of that i disagree for sure i mean I, i i just thought that all of those details were very uh, smartly thought over and uh, you know and just like everything else this this show sweats the small stuff uh, small stuff quite well and uh, i very much appreciated that about it among other things yeah well i mean to be honest like see we, we already know i mean i it said again and again we already know the strengths of the show uh, but you know i don't despite patal lok uh, being part of this year uh, and you know being probably one of the most acclaimed shows of the year i still feel there is no better cast show than scam 1992 i'll tell you why because it was so easy to go wrong because it's set in an urban environment because it is set in bombay uh, amongst uh, newsrooms and amongst uh, 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 in the share market and in the in, in sort of meeting rooms in with characters who we Uh, are more familiar with than the ones in patal lok so it is very and hindi films tend to go more wrong with, with their depiction of urban characters with the, what they think uh, uh, is urban india and i feel like uh, i i feel like scam 1992 really had not one false note in such a massive cast in such a massive ensemble i feel like they really as you said they sweat the small stuff and they really went 
they went beyond and back to get every character cast perfectly because these are people we've been seeing for years you know we we've, we've been seeing bollywood misuse them for years we've been seeing them play character actors we've been seeing them sort of uh, disappear after doing one hero film and never coming back and these people um, and, and you know it's so easy as viewers and as critics to dismiss these people saying they de- they don't have the talent that's why they don't get cast that way that's why directors don't think of them that way and but as it turns out all of them are artists they all have it in them because each of these characters uh, satish koshik included anand madhavan included you know we see small cameos from mamek and we we see uh, you know characters uh, actors we haven't seen for such a long time like shadab khan yeah. out of nowhere coming from nowhere and exactly giving such a yep. pitch perfect performance as all those arrogant sort of very uh, very you know uh, sort of gray uh, banking people and and all the people we really uh, should be very off and it was so easy to go wrong with the writing with the performances and they really did not i don't think i've seen a better mumbai cast show uh, like a middle upper middle class mumbai cast show than this because it was very easy to get carried away especially Actually, given that Bollywood was the subtext of the show, and I felt like they really, uh, uh, they really took their time with it, and they got it spot on. And the fact that you know, uh, I mean, I, I completely agree with your point about uh, the fact that you know, and and, and this is something that uh, really struck me, and I wish to make a note of it in my piece, but I just couldn't, uh, as usual, ran out of words. uh was the fact that you know this uh, long form storytelling uh, on ott platforms and all of that and several of those shows they are helping to bust a long standing myth perpetuated by these few gatekeepers of bollywood who like to pronounce these kind of judgments at times also aided by the audience's preferences or aided by some sloppy uh, screenwriting or some sloppy subjects or or directorial choices and things like that where it, it's so easy to be uh, thrown aside as somebody who's a mediocre actor but if you really think uh properly at the heart of the question what exactly is a mediocre actor i mean you know if if you have seen an actor say in four or five bad films where uh i mean the ra- the writing was just plain shoddy where there was just absolutely no technical uh, finesse where there was just no attention to detail where there was no even directorial prowess i mean in that scenario it is very unfair and and not to say even factually inaccurate to to say that the right uh, acting was bad i mean the acting people also need to realize that i mean the acting can only be as good as the director or as the writer wants it to be i mean it's 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 difficult for somebody to act well i mean then acting well in a shoddy setup would actually tantamount to acting badly you know yeah. and uh, you you really you really can't be one thing when your world wants you to be the other and so i think we have for the longest conflated these two things and uh, aided by this very uh, ready supply of not just star kids but also some kind of star uh, supporting uh, who have always uh, uh, have been called to done in their uh, due part uh, or essentially just being servile to these uh, star kids or these uh, star masters you know so the, we have had that kind of a hierarchical setup mirroring the hierarchical uh, nature of our uh, society for decades now i think it's only over the last 10 12 years 
when this ensemble has really started to come in and we have all started murmuring where, where are these guys coming from who are yeah. these guys oh man they act so well i mean fuck off they have been here forever and I'm sure Scam 1992 is just like how Gangs was, right? I mean, it's just, I mean, uh, skimming the surface of the proverbial iceberg, right? It, there, there is just so much. And if you see something like Scam 1992, apart from the people that you mentioned, and obviously Pratik Gandhi, I mean, there were just some characters who, and for me, I think a, a good definition of a good role or a good character, I mean, the mix of two is that you feel that 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 person or that actor was born to play just this character and yeah. he dies after that you know there is just and i can at least name you three people you know i mean chirag vora as bhushan oh, you know jemini patak as sitaraman i mean mm-hmm. i even like himant khare as as uh, as his brother ashwin i think you know yeah. the 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 moral center and the the soul of the show and stuff like that and it's really and fucking rajat kapoor dude he's so yeah. good you know it's and that's the thing it's the whole hand and glove thing that's happening here i mean you know it's uh, i think it's not just phenomenal casting which of course it is i think it's some crazy ass direction as well by i mean hansel and jay mehta whatever you know it's a uh, it's it's very spot on how to how to essentially direct uh, you know uh, in a very literal sense of the word uh, an actor uh, how to direct the audience's attention how to tell us where to look and how to look in a certain face in a certain character in a certain persona oh, fuck just absolutely impressive and very very brilliant i would say yeah i could really see most of the for some reason i could almost see them uh, break free and be so relieved on screen because this is really them in so many ways this is something we haven't seen uh, uh, where you know sort of actors are directed uh, uh, not according to just the characters they are supposed to play but also according to their own strengths and their own sort of desires and their own passions which is which i thought is like i mean i and it really has changed my perception of acting at least in hindi cinema so to say because uh, you know it, it's just so as you said it's just so easy uh, to dismiss uh, a performance or an actor and and saying they just don't have it in them but and then suddenly out of nowhere you see, and we we have started to use terms like oh this director really knows how to get good performances out of non actors see now that term yeah. non actors now uh, you know you you think twice before using that because they always there is always an actor in all of them or at least all of them who's put who put themselves out there who who have dared to be part of the industry whether you're a star, star kid or whether you're not a star kid there is something within each of them that obviously some directors some filmmakers some casting directors are more capable of bringing out than the others and it, very rarely do we see all everything combined like uh, i i just gave an example of rocket singh uh, which is such a which is technically a more mainstream film compared to given that it was a yashraj film and you know it's it's really one of their better films but just think about the casting in that film uh, uh, and and you know that was 10 or 11 years ago uh, which is where according to me the type changed too that's an ensemble that is about a bunch of underappreciated uh, uh, you know workers in an office and they are played by underappreciated actors too like you know people yeah. like and people like de santosh people like uh, all the three or four characters people like, you know like mukesh bhatt i think uh, the playing the the tea 
the tea guy who becomes like a partner in the rocket company uh, you know all of them basically they are playing them the medium and it really showed because nobody really expected gohar khan especially because she was only doing item songs till then to sort of come up and play a secretary like that and played better than most you know so what you call a bindas performance by by a female actor uh, and the term has been abused so much over the years by by actresses trying to be spunky and trying to be you know sort of move forward in these roles and she did it so naturally and she was cast so excellently in that in that film and this really the casting in this reminded me of that film because you're uh, you're really channelizing uh, uh, the the years and years of sort of suppression in i know it sounds a little cliched but you're really channelizing a lot of uh, uh, suppressed sort of talent and rage in actors who've been around for a long time and it really shows sometimes when they are allowed to explode on the screen and you know i know we are going on and on about the actors but for me that pretty much is the heart of the ser- of this series like it's 10 hours long what do you expect you think only the writing is going to tide you over no way you think the premise or the plot twists are going to tide you over no because it's a real story we already know what happened so it's obviously going to be the performances it's going to be how the writing sinks in with them the direction sinks in with them it's going to be the nitty gritties of filmmaking and i think that's really uh, one of the best examples we've got so far not only this year i'd say in the last 10 or 15 years yeah absolutely and uh, and it's it just something boils down to something as simple as giving people their due you know i think uh, yeah. the rocket thing is an excellent example and i'll just like to extrapolate that point slightly further is that if you see if you cut to four years later you have a same yashraj film you have mm-hmm. a same uh, actor which is gohar khan and she gets a killer role in ishakzade right and uh, and it's such a smart subversion of the item girl trope usually given to actors who i mean are not given any part to play and uh, who are uh, <clears throat> uh, what do you call it more con- actually considered uh, uh, mediocre actors and stuff like that so i mean gohar khan's excellent performance in ishak zade can very well also reinforce the point that you know what she did in rocket singh was not a fluke and the fact that you know there are there are many i mean impressive actors out there i think it's it's i think what's also started to happen i think in indian uh, hindi cinema slash ott storytelling is that just by the nature of its very diversification i think it has also become i mean uh, the process of inducting people has also started to become more humane i mean yeah. the moment you are 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 moving away from stereotypes the move the moment uh, you are telling yourself that okay a sidekick is not just a sidekick a sidekick is not just somebody who is supposed to be <coughs> servile to the main hero that the sidekick uh, that he or she can be their own person and then you go out to find persons to play those complex characters or at least you know somebody who is a person in flesh and blood and and not a function of screen writing convenience i mean uh, you will you will find people and you will be willing to work with different kinds of actors who will not just surprise you but i suppose also surprise themselves and consequently the audiences so i think uh, that was that was quite great uh, that's something uh, something uh, i would like to know your views on is that you know something that i was quite surprised by because i was uh, one of the initial people to watch the show and all of that and something that really happened with me around the fourth or the fifth episode telling myself that man this is 
fucking good that this is exceptionally compelling and this is very well done and then thinking that you know would i be in a minority or whatever or i mean or worse that would the show be ultimately sidelined or uh, a lot of people won't watch it and and then i i even had this thing that why am i liking this so much i mean is there you know there's just all 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 sorts of things anyway but that so so i had this uh, this thing that you know uh, that this would be more or less a templatey kind of a story you know i thought yeah. it would be a typical uh, origin rise fall and and that's that you know but as uh, you would see as you would have noticed uh, by the end of the 6th episode it's it's pretty much done in that regard you know yeah. i mean uh, the, the the show is folded we know that you know the the fall has arrived and and the fact that you know uh, that this is it and then i remember wondering that you know boss there are four more hours to go i mean which is yeah. essentially two more films what the fuck and then i saw something incredible you know that the show just slowed down it yeah. just slowed down uh, i mean not in not in sense of pace but at least in terms of finding newer pursuits and all of that and then you have these these different uh, cards that uh, uh, these screenwriters and and the directors start pulling out you know it just becomes about so many things it becomes about institutional complicity it sort of becomes about political uh, corruption it becomes about this relentless investigation you know there's so much of doggedness with respect to every angle i mean even the whole sitaraman thing they literally yeah. follow him to his <laughs> you know ancestral village they come back with him the poor guy is even sleeping in the flight I, all of that was just i just thought it was brilliant it blew my mind and then you have this rajat kapoor character bofors madhavan the entire eighth episode i suppose is about the cbi investigation and then obviously nothing happens to that and all of that what did you make of that were you surprised by it uh, were you hugely impressed by it or 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 you did not uh, think of the show in in a preconceived way that that i uh, i had thought and you just no i was actually very pleasantly like sort of i i wasn't shocked or surprised by it but i was actually very uh, encouraged by the fact that the story of harshad mehta was pretty much over by the sixth episode and uh, and you know what we see later is technically the afterlife which also sort of implies Uh, that there is so much more to just a man rising and falling uh, you know on a very fundamental level it sort of in a very weird way the pace or the slowing down so to say reminded me uh, of uh, martin scorsese's irishman at least the last 30 or 35 minutes of it yeah yeah, yeah. you see an entire sort of legacy uh, an entire larger than life freaking whole period unfold for years and years and you see like this masculinity and this crazy and this gangster epic unfold and the last 30 minutes suddenly ask the viewer uh, what is the point you know because yeah. your anyway is going to end up uh, 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 like everyone else what is the point of filmmaking what is the point of being a gangster what is the point of killing people what is the point of coming out on the right side or the wrong side i felt like i got yeah. the same vibe with uh, the the harshad mehta series to towards the last few episodes especially uh once the cbi really starts harassing him and we really start seeing harshad too as a victim uh, after seeing after noticing that he has been a uh, sort of a, a shady villain so to say till then because uh, because you know I, i know a lot of people have also uh, said that they sympathize with harshad mehta and you know i don't like the series because it's sympathizing with a with a scamster with a fraud who's been responsible for so many lives i don't see it that way honestly because uh you a person 
a person's journey whether he is hitler or whether he is Same the dude i thought that was the bullshit it, criticism yeah, i mean apart from sorry uh, to interrupt but just i'll just take a minute uh, yeah. hmm. go on Sorry, I think your voice is fading a bit. But anyway, uh, yeah. I think apart from the last real life footage that they show of Harshit, wherein he says that you know I've never asked for a bouquet, so don't give me brickbats either and stuff like that. I thought that was a little uh, 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 too on the nose with respect to a child. Look at this guy, you know that. But apart from that, I I just thought that the show was hang on. I don't think they bat for Harshit. I don't think that they bat for uh, uh, institutional complicity uh, in lieu of giving an individual uh, depravity uh, 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 a free chance or or, or something uh, that that they don't uh, condone individual complicity and and put it below the institutional complicity. Uh, definitely not. Uh, and I also do not think that you know they were just being too sympathetic towards him. I mean, you have scenes of uh, Sucheta Dalal's character interviewing him and all of that, and there's this question of remorse, and he's very iffy about it and things like that, you know. And I mean, you, you literally see his friend die and all of that, and you know. So it's a, 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 apart from the fact that I mean, he helped actively help destroy uh, lives of so many people and everything. I think what the makers really do bad for is for their own story and for their own show, which is what fucking people should do. I mean, I I heard was, I mean, as long as you're not being overtly insensitive or stupid or tone deaf, a bunch of those things. But I mean, to just come out and say that this is a show, I mean, of course, I can imagine people reading it like that, but that is not the showmaker's fault at all. And to people and for people to come out to say that, I mean, after having seen in a 10 hour long show a show like this to say that oh boss in the end it was just as simplistic as these guys you know just batting for harshit i think that's just bullshit yeah i think that that's missing i that's really missing the point of uh, the structure of this particular series because that's yeah. the whole point why why the hell would they finish it in six episodes otherwise i don't that's what the screenwriters at least do so well because they are batting for nothing they are batting for everything at the same time and that is for me the best kind of storytelling because really uh, you cannot take one particular aspect out of the show one particular character out of the show and say that is the hero of the show i did not even sympathize with sucheta dalal so much towards the end of the show and even she was shown to doubt her own uh, motivations towards the end of the show and that's how it should be because everyone is human everyone has a morality problem at the uh, at the end of the day and nobody is perfect this white and black is a is an ideal sort of utopian world created by bollywood films by bollywood biographical drama so to say because there is really never any space for exactly. any gray most of the time and that's what they get so wrong most of the time so i think like every single character in this series uh, you know had something about them that was gray had something about them that was sort of worth watching and worth salvaging and worth hating at the same time and i thought like uh you know it's such a difficult such a difficult uh, sort of tightrope balance to pull off and uh, and i think this is one of the rare shows that we'll we'll really be talking about for years we'll really be studying at least screenwriting wise long form storytelling wise uh and, and you know and i think it's by far hansel mehta's best work uh you know without any doubt even uh, you know even though some of his films have been acclaimed i i saw like shades of uh, his better films in this uh really elevated to a level that you know uh, he was probably aiming for all these years and uh, you know the the sp i one of my favorite parts was uh, 
you know the last episode where we sort of build up towards uh, Harshad's death uh, you know him dying in in sort of him having a heart attack in prison and him being taken to the hospital that could have been such a cliche right because we see him in the ambulance yeah. at a tall building which obviously could be his building too and it's such a but it's such a loaded moment you know it's such a really yeah. such a, uh, you know you are not feeling bad for him you are feeling really bad for uh, you know everything that has unfolded that has led to a person being in this situation that has led to him being weighed down by the burden of having being responsible for so many deaths and characters uh, and people dying and and people getting broke uh, that you know it's just that you you can't really point you can't really put your uh, finger on what you're feeling bad for but it's just such a tragedy of humanity that you're feeling bad for and i think that that for me was one of my because i was probably weeping by then and that never happens in long form storytelling it's very rare that it happens that after 10 hours towards the end it really punches you in the gut enough to make you emotional it's really difficult especially, to do. especially for somebody who's as cold hearted as you so <laughs> i oh i'm I sure by saying especially for someone as cold hearted as harshad but you know pretty much <laughs> the same we are both uh, gujarati <laughs> Yeah, well. So I mean, coming back to the, it's interesting that you uh, <clears throat> evoke the example of Harshad's death, and I would like to give you a similar example of my own viewing experience. So you know, you know, you remember the scene where he's uh, in the lockup and all of that, and I think he has his uh, uh, major stroke and all of that, and falls on the ground. I think the the camera is filming the scene. pretty much not uh, far above the ground it's pretty much on the uh, literally almost on the same level if i remember it uh, correctly yeah. and you know what really <clears throat> uh, struck me about the fact that and how wonderfully tied with my own viewing experience if you remember i was telling you about the whole uh, while i was watching the series and uh, seeing this this ascent of this glorious ascent of harshad mehta and all of that and i remember getting some kind of a vicarious thrill you know because that is the whole deal about the rags uh, to riches story it's neither about the rags nor the riches it's what happens in between you know and uh, similar feeling that i had in the wolf of wall street and things like that and you genuinely get a thrill of watching an outsider succeed no matter in what ways he is succeeding right and uh, or maybe i'm a terrible person and i just like to see bad guys do like whatever anyway so uh, so th- that was that and, and and then they really follow it up through the subsequent episodes he keeps rising and rising and rising he's so vocal he's so i mean he he, he goes to a, a press show or you know i mean a, sorry a press conference and he says that main mumbai ka darya hu and things like that and then in that brief a moment you see that this is a guy who is about to die and he's alone and he's miserable and he's struggling and he's gasping and nobody can even literally uh, hear him you know or much uh, let alone see him in this state you know and the and what really came down to me was the fact that this is what it comes down to Yeah. so much of posturing so much of quote and quote winning so much right. of conquering so much of uh, this aggressiveness arrogance all of that this is what it comes down to this is what it was all worth you know and i just thought that was a beautiful moment i did not feel bad per yeah. se for harshad not at all i did not feel uh, uh, vindicated also that die motherfucker die no i did not feel like that as well it yeah. just 
felt like witnessing a very vulnerable humane moment of somebody who's a terrible person if at all you have to be as simplistic yeah. about that but but just seeing the futility of conquest which is yeah. neither good or bad right it's 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 not supposed to be anything and i i just thought that was brilliant i yeah. mean uh this this kind of recognition and cognizance to step out of your own story and mm-hmm. to film your own story like an outsider in the ninth hour yeah it's 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 pretty masterful filmmaking second point and my pr- probably the final point about uh, scam 1992 although we can for sure go on yeah. and on is that i very much appreciated how and uh, this is essentially uh, responding to uh, your uh, this thing views about uh, on hansel as a director and all of that i think what i very much appreciated about the show and it's ironical that it's gotten some flack for it is that he really checked some of his liberal moralism uh, that was very much apparent in his previous films so much so that it just it felt you know uh some of his uh, previous film it parts of them just felt painfully apologetic for certain things and all of that i mean uh there's definitely parts of that in omerta there's uh, a lot of that in aligarh bunch of things right and and you just feel that man you don't need to be so apologetic you don't need to be quote unquote you know a good guy or a good director i think it shed some of that in simran which all of the middling film but uh, some of its uh, swag uh, and its moral ambiguities i very much liked and uh, and but omerta was was a big downer for me and i i i mean uh, not so much in terms of uh, this uh, 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 this uh, moralism uh, per se because i mean it's it's told through uh, the point of view of a terrorist and things like that but just in general you just feel that at times his stuff would just get shackled by by these uh, by these ancillary things for the lack of a better word you know and i almost wanted to you know talk to the uh, piece that just be a little more free be a little more in your skin be a little more unapologetic so to speak and in scam 1992 it's just there although there were just so many avenues where he could have just taken a wrong turn here and there and could have just become uh um or could have made uh into this kind of a show where you know it's it's so certain of its uh of its morals it's so certain and it's so sermonizing or preachy again and uh, and it's it, it's talking to you from some sort of a moral vantage point uh which would have been easy and i would not have blamed him for that per se but just to see this kind of confidence of owning a show which is centered on an obviously uh, unprincipled man and somebody who was more than flawed i mean you know uh, i thought it was was very very uh, impressive yeah, yeah I, i feel that's like a great point and especially that you mentioned simran because come to think about it simran is actually the audition <laughs> for this series uh, it's actually a very close spiritual companion it had its flaws mm. it had its major problems you know its its controversies yeah. and it didn't turn out the way it should have and you know all that bullshit that happened but um, you know at the core uh, i feel like there are a lot of similarities between both characters too and between their journeys in a way because that was also hansel mehta sort of uh, uh, experimenting or sort of just trying to at least break free maybe it wasn't uh, maybe it didn't work out uh, uh, well because it was also a mainstream film and you have the Uh, baggage of Kangna in the same film, so you know it, it didn't work out. But I, I, I was just terrific in the film. 
but yeah, yeah she was, sorry she was terrific in I, the film and she was such a fascinating character to watch right just alone on screen okay. most of the time and i, I felt yeah. like it was him working towards at least i wouldn't be surprised if he actually discovered he can do that kind of storytelling which is why he actually mm-hmm. went for harshad mehta after simran uh, because you know that's how artists thinks uh, that's how they sort of get their ideas too like you accidentally bump into something that you never knew you had and uh, what you mention about you know just uh, live a little so to say or just be free a little uh, actually mm. might have happened during that film which was which is universally regarded as one of his biggest sort of flops uh, in the mm. last over 6 years so I, i guess that's what came out of it and i i feel like uh, yeah i feel like this we can spend hours talking about scam uh, and so much more but let's i think we should uh, uh, wrap up at least this particular podcast maybe we can do it again another aspect of it later uh, but yeah i think we pretty much uh, really voiced our uh, very constructive rave uh, about scam so far and uh, yeah do you have anything specific to add no i mean no no nothing much to add uh, at least not now but just the fact that you know as a critic you crave uh, crave uh, a series like this a film like this stuff like that you know i mean something that is so rooted something that is so original something that is so indian it makes you think about a lot of things you know it makes you think about the art form it makes you just think about who we are as a people uh, and 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 i mean just gives you a lot of intellectual fodder and everything and and so i mean again <clears throat> something that i keep telling to people and something that i obviously mentioned this at the at the, at the midpoint of the podcast is, is is that i mean as critics you you crave for something that's really well made that's really well thought of that's uh, that's something that the creators or the makers had fun while making it you know and and you want to partake in some of that fun i don't think you know film criticism or any kind of criticism literary or art criticism or, or whatever i i i don't think it's primarily about uh, Uh, these bunch of uh, you know cultural custodians sort of you know uh, st- sitting at some pulpit or whatever i mean uh, with a gavel in their hand and just pronouncing uh, some kind of a judgment or or anything i think that's just a very simplistic and a dismissive way of 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 looking at criticism and things like that but when you just have similar kind of shoddy stuff come in week and week out although that has i mean uh, we've discussed this in the past that has substantially uh, changed over the last few months and who would have thought lockdown would give you some kind of you know audience reprieve or something so that has just uh, it has just felt so nice and scam 1992 i would just say that and perhaps i'm raving this also because it was just a culmination and it's a lot of my stifled feelings or joys yeah. that were just tucked in some corner and and to finally see something which i think is a comprehensively well made piece it's it's wildly ambitious uh, it 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 doesn't uh, tone or temper any of its you know lunges and and it comes and it's a kind of show where everybody has put in so much of effort and you just feel very gratified you feel so good yeah. as somebody who's just watching it let alone uh, having uh, the good opportunity to even write on it you know so So I mean, yeah, it's 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 it, it just feels really nice, and uh, and you know the moment uh, uh, you spoke about that we should discuss Cam Nine and to do and and things like that, I I I was just instantly very happy because it's it, it doesn't happen a lot. We're mostly cribbing and stuff like yeah. that, and 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 I know that a lot of people have this conception of film criticism as an uh, as a profession, which is you know either this or that. I mean. 
I think uh, Scam 1992 probably gave me, and I'm sure you and a bunch of others, just just this uh, this sheer joy. And I think I really like the fact that. Sorry, one last point. I really like the fact that uh, people online say Twitter and things like that. They really enjoyed the show. I mean, I just felt so happy. You know, I just felt like. that i had made the show it yeah. because i mean it was something that i really liked because you often hear from people na that say soon chidiya something that we really like yeah. right but then you often hear from people or you see those results yourself right that those films don't do well on the other hand you have something like a kabir singh which does 260 plus crore business and all of that and we have been seeing these kind of metrics for years and uh, the uh, some kind of a simplistic summation is that you know you make terrible stuff the chances are that the audience will like it you make something really good and something that really sweats the small stuff and everything uh, and it would probably be ignored and all of that so i had some kind of cynicism and jadedness with respect to the audience reaction and everything but i absolutely loved how almost everybody just went out of their way to appreciate i mean the way in which they were appreciating the writing uh, the acting tagging people left right and center i'm sure that the team itself has a lot of stories about it and things like that i, I just had a cursory glance at it uh, because i just wanted to see what was the reaction like i just felt so beautiful you know and that was exceptional yeah it's it's one of the great moments of such a bleak year right otherwise because i mean and i'm not exaggerating because it has been a difficult year and and you know in a way a show like scam 1992 has also given critics a voice after such a long time given us at least a chance to matter after a long time and and as i say, as i keep saying you know a great show uh, or a great film always makes the viewer feel like it's made for them and only them even though it belongs yep. to everyone at the same time and that's what it's made us feel like you said so rightly that you feel like you made it that's why you're feeling so proud that people are liking it and such rare shows such rare uh, works of art actually achieve that over uh, a single year over a single season and uh, yeah i feel like scam 1992 has made even critics feel like the supporting cast in the film after years of suffering yeah. they all are uh, sort of exploding with joy and and actually showing you know our true voices are coming out which is which is a great thing and i'm glad i also watched it you know better late than never and we got to talk about it and i was so kicked after watching it that you know i just wrote a 1800 word piece and i was not supposed you know it was it was not a review i just wanted to write about it because how often <coughs> do you get this opportunity you're not going to lose out on it it's not because you want to as a critic have every a piece of yours out there it's because this is scam 1992 it's not because it's like suitable boy it's not because yeah. it's, it's another it's a mediocre show so yeah i'm i'm glad we got to talk about this and yeah hopefully in, uh, next time ha huh, yeah one Go. last growl one last thing sorry oh, <laughs> so you know, you know i often talk to people about you know say good films bad films good shows bad shows what what does good even mean what is the definition or the metric of of being good and everything you know and and i've given this some thought over the last several years you know <clears throat> with you know what was the traditional uh, uh, uh definition of say a hindi film being good uh, was that or or any film say a tamil film or whatever was that you know i mean of course it has to be made well and everything but you know the ultimate marker of that success was probably again as all things indian or almost all things indian it was 
to get a foreign uh, validation you know i mean uh, either say getting picked up at say can or venice or berlin or sundance and, and and stuff like that and i remember having this conversation with a friend of mine i think 2 years ago and you know i i i and i was telling him that you know increasingly i'm just getting very uh, uncomfortable with these kind of slottings that only a certain and we how we also prioritize success right in in cinema uh, and especially in long form storytelling as as a visual long form storytelling as well and things like that that just because your movie went to uh, an xyz film festival that means that automatically it becomes a better film than something that did not and that uh, is where the conversation stops and i i remember thinking a lot about those things and i remember uh, getting increasingly uncomfortable with that notion itself because as i mean as somebody who goes to sundance year after year and you know we all follow what kinds of movies uh, get picked up not just from india but also you know from the world over and all of that it's it's not as simple uh, an assessment that these festivals also provide right i mean they also go through they, they also have their i mean so to say limited perception expectation from a country from a region from a language from things like that right and and it's only as much as they can see with their own i mean limited agenda or bias and 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 none of these things are being mentioned mentioned in a bad way i mean you know it is it, that's how it is and and then i started unfair i remember telling this to a friend that you know now i have decided that I, if i see a certain piece if i see a film or a tv series or, or whatever it comes from india there's just a few questions that i need to ask myself that you know is it a story uh, first of all is it good well made engaging i mean uh, craft wise it it holds well and stuff like that uh, can it age well all of those things you know and, uh, <clears throat> and 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 the second thing that i ask is is this thing so definitively indian in the sense that is it matlab is it a story about us is it a story about our people in in does it do justice to its indianness and all of that and and if it takes all those boxes for me and if it is a story that will stand also the test of time i think it's good enough and don't give a fuck that if sundance appreciates it or or can or venice or tribeca and all of that i know this is good for me and i also know that you know this is something that is of international level as well even if it doesn't get that recognition so 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 i i, I gave an example of a film such as hazaro khwaishiyasi right now i don't give a shit if it if that film is appreciated or accepted or whatever in some other country and all of that because a lot of these things are also about uh, political context it's also about uh, local and regional milieu and dialects and all of that you know i mean you can as well uh, put subtitles to scam 1992 but will those subtitles capture the zing and the flavor of the dialogues that that are there in it and stuff like that right so uh, so so i've come to a similar conclusion with respect to scam 1992 as well that you know uh, that, that, that 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 i don't really care for the kind of adulation whether it receives internationally or not i don't know how things work at sony live uh, whether you know it will be streamed in other countries or if they have other avenues i don't know probably not i i, I know at this point but i know in my heart that this is very good and i think that's what it is and that's what matters to me final point i'm done <laughs> yeah I love how after every point will be like Rahul, one or point you remind me of Manoj Pawa in that ad where his father is dying and he's trying to get him to do the signature <laughs> and saying Baba, one or Baba, one. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. Uh, I I love the way you ended it, and uh, I think you can actually write a piece on that. This is uh, too uh, fickle a medium to sort of hold those thoughts. But yeah, uh, we hopefully no, get, yeah we hopefully we get to discuss it again and go to such depth again and express our critical joy very soon again. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot for joining me, and uh, we'll be back soon. Thank you.